This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there as well. This morning, we're talking about finances. In the studio with me now is Lisa Piercefield. Lisa is with Apprizen. She's here this morning to talk about getting out of credit card debt. It's our pleasure to welcome Lisa Piercefield to Sunday Morning Magazine. Hi there. All right. Now, first of all, let's start off. Why don't you explain to us what Apricin is and tell us what you guys do there? Sure. Apricin is a nonprofit 501c3 organization who helps individuals with their financial health through counseling, coaching, and community outreach. Now, how do people know that you guys are around and how do they know to contact you? Okay, great question. Well, a lot of creditors, when uh, consumers have issues with maybe credit cards or personal loans, um, creditors make referrals to our agency. Also, um, if you Google budgeting or credit, you will find us on the web and then by word of mouth and community outreach. Now, there's a lot of debt you can get into. You can get into house debt, car debt, but there's something really particularly dangerous about credit card debt. Is that right? How true is that? Yes, that's very true. Um, when you mention house debt, I mean, house debt is that you're, you know, you're building equity and uh, and assets over time. A credit card debt is really just, you know, spending money um, on things that, you know, may not increase your assets. Rather, it increases your liabilities. Okay. And so I often ask this every time I have a financial expert in, you know, I think many people have the mindset, you know, again, this is America. We all live above our means. So what's wrong with getting into a little credit card debt? Right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, When you are spending on credit cards, you're actually spending income that you do not yet have. So what happens if you have a financial emergency come up or What happens if you have an unexpected health issue that might cause you to be off of work and you may not be anticipating that monthly expense for that bill? And then you have a reduction of income and all of a sudden you can't make your credit card payment. So, Lisa, someone once told me this. They said that if you can't afford to pay for it in cash, you really don't need it. How true is that? Well, I think it depends on your circumstances and the type of of debt that you might be getting into. So again, like when you're talking about a house or a vehicle, you know, we need places to live. We need ways to get back and forth to work. And certainly you could overspend that way. But that is a secure debt and and it is an asset. So even though you may have a a loan against it um, over time, you hope that you, you know, you have some equity there. With credit card debt, it's different. So with credit card debt, you know, you you charge up on it and and the key is to paying it off when the balance comes in. So credit cards aren't bad. You just need to understand the best way to use them. Okay. And so when you say credit cards aren't bad, let's talk about the ideal scenario. You touched on it, but let's say, you know, you are in credit card debt. Before you even get into debt, you you have a credit card uh, you know, you start getting the bills in. You say you should pay it completely off. Is that right? That is correct. All so right. you, sh- it, your credit card companies give you a grace period. Typically, it's 28 days. So what that means is, depending on the billing cycle, um, you make a cre- you make a purchase on your credit card. Let's say you went to ABC store and you spent $125. When that bill comes in, 
if you pay it in full, you will not have any interest. So you're basically using the credit card's money for a 28-day grace period. But the problem occurs when you say, oh, I don't really have the whole $128, so I'm just going to make the minimum payment of $25. And so from there, what happens is now you have interest that starts to accumulate on that purchase. And then if you don't pay it off the next month, you have compounded interest that adds to the balance. So let's talk about this. We often hear people talk about how long it takes to pay off a credit card debt. Um, with interest rate and things like that. What are you looking at? Let's be realistic. Um, And what's the average? Also, how long would it take to pay off if you paid on those minimum payments in most cases? How long? Because that takes forever, right? Sure, it can. Because here's what you need to understand. You might be thinking, well, it's only $1,000. So how would it take me 30 years to pay that off? Well, the key is this. If you're only making the minimum monthly payment, Each time that you make a payment, part of it goes to interest and part of it will go to your principal balance. That principal balance, then as it reduces, then your monthly payment reduces. That's what credit card companies do. So if you keep making the minimum monthly payment and the monthly payment goes down every month, then what you're doing is you're actually spreading out the amount of time that it takes to pay the debt. So it takes people... Forever, It can take up to 30 years. And I'll tell you a great um, website that we use for our consumers um, to send them to for calculator is bankrate.com. And it has all types of calculators on it. So you can you can type in um, credit what card. What is that? Uh-huh, I'm sorry. It's bankrate.com. Okay. And you can use it for any type of debt. So they have a credit card calculator on there. And you can type in the balance, the payment, and the interest rate, and it will tell you how long it takes for you to get that debt paid off. And that's in minimum payments. Right, in minimum payments. Yeah. And then you can say, hey, I want to accelerate my debt, so how do I get this paid off in six months at okay. this interest rate? And then it will tell you what you should pay. Okay, so you mentioned this. Let's go back and let's talk about interest rates. Okay. Um, Typically, what's average? You know, we hear all these things. And there's a, sometimes, you know, they're, they're catchphrases and things like that. I think you have to listen out for, you know, sometimes they say, you know, zero interest rate, but it's only for a certain period of time, right? Correct. Exactly. And, many, and some people don't understand that. Is that right? True. Exactly. So we always encourage individuals. Um, we like to say we want you to be informed consumers. So you need to understand the small print on credit cards. And so the more truth and the more uh, important it is, the smaller the writing. So you need to understand that. <laughs> so if you need to get your microscope <laughs> and, and try to find out, you know, that's really important. <laughs> that's right? right. Or like the TV ads that say, hey, you can have this card for a payment of $99 a month. And then, you know, you have all the small print at the bottom. So understanding what it means. So you're correct. Um, there are lots of different interest rates out there. One thing that I think is important for all listeners to understand is that your credit rating or your credit score determines typically what interest rate you're going to pay for whatever you're taking out. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's important to be financially fit. Secondly, uh, teaser rates. So sure, you may see uh, credit card offers in the mail that say 0% and then a little star by it and down below says, you know, for all balance transfers, good for the next 12 months and with a $5 or a 5% convenience fee. What that means is that 
You can transfer a balance from another credit card that might be an average interest rate of 29.99% and transfer it over to this new card that you have with a 0% interest rate. That means that the balance on that for the next, let's say it's 12 months, is at 0% interest. However, they do charge you a 3 to 5% balance transfer fee. So if you were transferring $1,000, 5% of that is 50. So you've transferred 1,000. Now your new balance is 1,050 because of what you transferred and the convenience fee of transferring that, all right? So the ideal situation would be take 1,050, divide it by 12 and make that monthly payment for the next 12 months. Don't charge on the card. Don't do anything else with it except make the monthly payment. And then you have it paid off. And then you did have interest free. Okay, good. And so what is the average interest rate and what's good and what's alarming, I guess? Okay, so interest rates can be anywhere from 0% to 36.99%. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so that's important to understand. Isn't there a certain, <laughs> like, someone that it's illegal to be over a certain percentage? Oh, right, exactly. I mean, that's predatory and, and you know, um, Which the rates what? are governed. Which, what, what percentage is that is predatory? Oh, anything that would be over, like, the 36% interest okay. rate. Okay. okay. Now, and, and keeping in mind, so there's interest rates on credit cards and then there's interest rates on, well, service fees like on payday loans. <clears throat> then if you, if you took something short-term like that and you averaged it out over a year period on payday loans... You might be paying anywhere from 375% interest to 600% interest because of the service fee. So that's important to understand that, too. Mm All right. Now, why is it so easy for people to get into credit card debt? So it's easy for individuals to get into credit card debt because, one, I think, personally, plastic is easy. You know, we live in a society where we're really getting towards um, being cashless. And so for convenience, we carry around credit cards and I can say for myself that, you know, I have one that I use and I do pay it off every month. But sometimes I look at that bill and I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize that I just spent 35 on gas and 25 over here. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking it's maybe $50 and then you get the bill and it's $200. Okay, so convenience. Um, I think the other reason is that sometimes, you know, we just want things and, and, and it's easier to have them now and pay later. And so we haven't built in those behaviors to save for it like we used to. Okay. Different people do things different ways. And I think, you know, sometimes people use their vacation. I'll just put it all on my card. Mm-hmm. And then again, with Christmas, I'll just put it all on my card. I think those are two things that we get in trouble with. Is that right? Or do you see that? Or how true is that? We do see that. And that is so true. And also I'll go with the Christmas example. Okay. Not to sound offensive to anyone out there, but we've been celebrating Christmas for how many years now? So it's not like it's a surprise. Like, oh, you sound oh my like gosh. my wife on, on our anniversary, right? When you, you forget, right? I hear you. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Right. So it comes on December the 25th or, you know, whenever uh, families celebrate it. So we need to be preparing for that now. And the best way to do that, like there are lots of great ways to save money. And so if in your priorities, and you're correct, we're all very different. If if your priority is that, hey, we celebrate Christmas, 
we like it. This is family time. This is X amount of dollars that we're going to spend and we're willing to spend. Work backwards. Let's say it is $1,200. Okay. Let's say this is January. All right. So you know you have 12 months to save $1,200, right? So that means that you need to be putting back $100 a month so that when you get to December, you have $1,200. Mm-hmm. Then you can take that 1200 and you can spend it accordingly to whatever you have as a plan for your family. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we think about it and put it off and think about it and put it off. And then before we know it, it's November and you have these expectations for yourself. And I think sometimes we do that to ourselves, too. We set those high expectations like, oh, my goodness, I have to buy for everyone and I have to spend $50 on every person or, you know, because they're getting me the same thing. So I think sometimes we get caught up in that. Oh, most um, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then and then you do that and it's it's great and you feel good about it until your bill comes in in January. And then you have buyer's remorse. And now you're going to be paying for Christmas for, I don't know, the next 12 months, the next three years, the next exactly. five years. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to the minimum credit card payment. And so we get ourselves in this um, crazy cycle. And at some point in time, you have to stop and break that cycle and say, you know, what is important? Um, Financial stress is a true thing. People become sick, physically sick, because of stresses that come from finances. And you just have to ask yourself, is it really worth that? All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. This morning, we're talking about your finances. Right now, we're talking about credit card debt. We're talking to Lisa Piercefield. She is with Apprizen. She's here this morning to talk about, again, credit card debt. For more information about the show or more information about anything we're talking about, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and you can also join the conversation there as well. Now, take us through the steps. Let's say we want to come in. You know, we are in credit card debt. We want to come in. We want to talk to you guys at Apprising. Take us through the steps. How does this work? I call you. What happens? Okay. So, actually, you can call us and you can talk to someone on the phone immediately. We have um, our phone queue staffed by financial services specialists Monday through Saturday. You can choose to go What on. number? Uh-huh. It's 1-800-355-2227. And it is open from 8.30 a.m. until 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Thursday, then 8 to 6 on Friday and 10 to 2 on Saturday. So if you are, you know, just busy and, hey, didn't get a chance to make an appointment, no excuse. Give us a call and we can help you there. You can uh, go online at www.apprizen.com and you can complete an online submission uh, where we take you through, you know, income and expenses and ask about your debt. Your information is analyzed by a financial services specialist, and then they will communicate um, via email with you about your situation and what options are available to you. Um, you can come into one of our local offices or you can call in and we can schedule an appointment either by phone or video chat. So with that being said, here's what we do. Um, first of all, we take an inventory. So we look at, we're going to ask you about household income and your basic expenses. And then we're going to talk about what your goals are. So let's say you come in and tell me, hey, Lisa, I have credit card debt. Um, I'm making the minimum monthly payment. I'm not behind, but I'm not getting anywhere. 
So we're going to talk to you about what options are available. And we have a service that helps with that called the Debt Management Program. And that allows you to consolidate your debts into one monthly payment uh, where you pay it to us and we disperse it out to the creditors. Most credit card companies, we work with unsecured debt, um, which loans, medical bills, attorneys, collection agencies, and credit cards. Um, The benefit of the program is that it's one monthly payment and you typically get reduced interest rates. So you get your debt paid off on average of about four to five years. So you're paying back all of your debt through a debt management program. Okay. Now, how willing are most people to work with you guys? You know, they make the call, but are they really dedicated? Are they really willing to get out of debt and to do the work? Well, I think that depends on what stage they actually reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Okay. Stages. Stages. Yes. So we would love to have people reach out to us before a problem occurs. Um, Apprising is not just about taking care of maybe, I'll use the word, a crisis situation or a very, very urgent situation. You lost your, you know, you lost your job and you have credit card debt and you don't know how you're going to make next month's payment. We would love, we're we're proactive, we want people to be proactive and really look ahead and say, you know, I want to go ahead, I want to learn how to plan for an emergency. I want to be prepared in the event that something would happen. And our services do that too. We have alternative services called personal finance education. We help you do that. So you don't have to be necessarily in that crisis or urgent situation. But let's say that You've never heard of a prison, and you don't reach out until you lost a job. So that's that crisis situation. So you're looking maybe desperately, what do I do? Don't want to file bankruptcy. So the program, the debt management program, has a payment based on who you owe and how much you owe. So the important part is that when we do that budget analysis, you might be spending $600 a month for groceries, and you might be spending $200 a month for lunch, and you might be spending X amount of dollars in other places. We look at the the payment and you say all of a sudden, guess what? You can't do all of this. You can't you can't do a debt management program and keep spending the way you're spending with the reduced income that you have. So the hard part is learning to change behaviors. We make suggestions, we walk through a budget, we do that analysis and with the consumer together because this needs to be successful. We need your buy-in. We need your input that hey, you know what? I'm willing to make that change. Now, and, how, and most people are. Most people are. So how important is it for you to get it on paper? To <clears throat> get, oh. Yeah. So some people, you know, just help me get out of debt, but they don't want to do the work. They don't want to see it. But how important is it to get it all it on paper? It is so important to get it on paper because you know what? Um, seeing it, writing it down, and realizing it, like, wow, I can't tell you. I've been with this organization for 22 years. And in my years of experience, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me, wow, I can't believe this is how much I owe, I'd probably be retired already. So, <laughs> yeah, it is important because, you you know, again, in the world that we live in of convenience and being able to swipe a credit card and, oh, gosh, I don't even get my bill. It comes electronically. I don't really look at the interest rate. Oh, I didn't know I missed a payment and I had a late fee. <clears throat> I don't know what the interest rate is. You need to know that. It's very important. Um, because if you're going to get out of debt, you need to know how much do you owe and, and the rate you're going, how long is it going to take you? Do you find most people don't even know their credit card 
um, interest rate? Yes. Yes. I would say if I'm looking at asking just like in an appointment over the phone, right. Unless they're getting out the credit card statement and really glancing at it or looking at it. Most people are unaware. Really? Right. They think it's somewhere like, hey, I think it's, you know, 19 percent. And then reality, we look at it's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know I was paying, you know, 29.99 percent on that. So do you see repeat offenders? And when I say repeat offenders, I mean the person that they were in credit card debt, they got out, and guess what? I'm right back in the same situation. Do you see that happen? Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Not all the time, but yes, we do. And again, you know, it goes back to changing behaviors. What about those cash back credit cards? Are they a good idea? If you use them right. Okay. If you use them right. So, so again, explain. So you get a cash back or you get rewards points or you get <clears throat> points to fly and so forth for using it. Again, you can use that credit card. I mean, we sell individuals for convenience. If you want to use your credit card as like a debit card, so every purchase that you make on that credit card, you need to make sure that somewhere you're manually writing it down. I know this sounds this sounds really ancient, but using a checkbook register mm-hmm. or some type of financial tool that will help you know exactly tracking what you're spending. So when the bill comes in at the end of the month, you've already kind of deducted it from your checking account, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So out of convenience, you can do that. The key is paying off the debts. Okay. Yeah. You can get all the rewards you, you want on that. <laughs> Sometimes I think what people do is like, oh, I'm going to put that on my credit card so that I can get the cash back. And then they don't pay the balance. So if you look at the interest then being charged versus the cash back or the reward percentage that you're getting back for the purchase, you're finding that it's really costing you to, quote, have that cash back card. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're talking about finances. We're talking to Lisa Piercefield. She's with Apprizen. She's here this morning to talk about credit card debt. Now, what about the person that says, you know, I'm going to get out of this credit card debt. I'm going to get a loan. Is that a good idea? Well, the bottom line is that you're not going to borrow your way out of debt. Okay. Okay. So in a in a example that that might be something to consider. And I'm hesitant in saying that because when it's easy and you don't feel a little pain in it, sometimes we tend to kind of fall back into it again. We'll do that again. Like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I'll just get a consolidation loan. So depending on the interest rate of the consolidation loan uh, versus what you're looking at, you know, for credit card debt, there could be a time where a consolidation loan might be a good alternative. What we see is that individuals take out a consolidation loan and they don't stop using their credit cards. So then what happens is two years later, because they didn't change behavior, didn't really think about, oh, I can't spend for that. I haven't created goals. I'm not tracking my expenses. I'm not really headed where where I should be going. They come back or or they find themselves in a situation where they have not only a consolidation loan, but they have the same amount of credit card debt. Now they have two different, you know, two different beasts, if you will. Okay. Now I know that sometimes when we talk about interest rate, you know, you have a credit card. I've heard that you can go call your credit card, the company and say, Hey, is there a way you can lower this interest rate? How receptive are most companies? And I look at that fate that, that, that you're like, nah, that ain't going to happen. But tell me what, what are your thoughts? Can you, I'm sure you can ask. 
you can ask. And we encourage you to ask. Um, you know, the worst thing they can say is no. So that's okay. Um, in some instances, you may be able to get them to reduce the interest rate. Sometimes what happens is they're not willing to reduce the interest rate unless you're delinquent on the debt and you're in a financial hardship. And then um, in that case, a lot of times they'll close out the credit card, put you on some type of an internal repayment plan. You can't use that. Um, and then you're, you know, and then you're done with it. So my suggestion is that you take an inventory of who you owe, how much you owe, the monthly payment, and the interest rate, and then make a decision as to what is going to be your plan of action to pay that debt off. So we're running out of time this morning. So finally, what is the appropriate, how do you like to see people use credit cards and credit card debt? If you're doing it smart, doing it wisely, how should they use it? Sure. I'm so thankful that you said that because credit's not a bad thing. And we hear people say, I'm never getting a credit card again. It's a terrible thing. A credit card is just a credit card. It's convenience. It's about we have to kind of take that accountability and ownership like, hey, what are our credit creed rules? What are we going to say we are and aren't going to do? So if you take out a credit card, I would suggest that really you have no more than one to two credit cards, period, that you're okay, using. Good. Okay. Um, Visa and MasterCards tend to be more flexible because you can use them pretty much everywhere. They're universal, unlike a gas card. But again, um, a gas card, you can only spend for gas. So if, if that's your goal is like, hey, I don't want to have to run in every time and pay the cashier for my gas and you're going to use a gas card, then if that works for you, then use a gas card. But the but the idea is that you want don't charge more than you can pay off when the bill comes in. Always make your payments on time. I don't care if that means that you don't get to go out to lunch next week because you're making the decision to either pay off the debt or pay your credit card payment or not. You do not want to get a late fee. Um, you want to keep utilization to a minimum. So typically it's 30. You don't want your credit card balance, if you have to have a balance, to ever be over 30% of the total limit. Because what that does is that impacts your credit score. And don't go out and open up five or six or seven different, you know, credit cards at a time. You need to uh, establish credit slowly um, and just use them wisely. All right. And if our listeners have any questions, if they would like to contact you guys at Apprizen, how can they contact you? Okay. So they can contact us toll free 1-800-355-2227. They can like us on Facebook and also, we have a new um, video vlog on YouTube. So it's youtube.com forward slash apprising. And we have some great one-minute videos on subjects just like this. All right. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks for having me and have a great day. We've been speaking to Lisa Piercefield with Apprising. More information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now. Like us there now. Join the conversation there as well. Or you can listen to the show anytime. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can go to the iTunes store or Podcast One. We'll be back with more on how to get out of debt on Sunday Morning Magazine right after this.